The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this woman is you are leaving higher Mr. Stark? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. Yay! And I'm joined by the man with the sound effects who's still doing the screen share. You need to turn that off so everybody can see you. I am, I am. There he is, Agent underscore 70, everybody. Yeah! There is a and, reason why oh. we diversify, uh, whatchamacallit, we divide um, uh, labor around here <laughs> with four co-hosts. Because when you got the, the soundboard, the opening video, you're just clicking all over the place. Yeah, it's it, it gets a little tricky. <laughs> I, of course, am at PCN underscore Dirt from the Pop Culture Network, Dirt here. And we are not joined by Tim Dog, Tim D-O-double-G-98 on Twitter. He actually had a baby well actually i guess his wife had the baby but his family had a baby and uh was it sunday night i think i think so yeah sunday night at like 10 p.m um so uh uh i know it's xavier xavier uh i can't think of the middle name i just blanked i know it's xavier i remember that i forgot uh but like i said shout out to mrs dog 98. <laughs> and, is, uh, is that her official Twitter handle? <laughs> no. And, and Mrs. Dog 98? I'm not 100% sure what her Twitter handle is. We'll have to check. Actually, check check right now and, and register before someone else does. Um, also, uh, Roddy Cat is not with us at the moment. He said he'd be running late. He Was uh, was he checking out a movie? I, think? I believe so. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm like shirking his duties to go see another movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's not even an opening night, I don't believe. What is, people? I got. I tell you, man. People. Of course, I won't be here next week. I'll be on vacation <laughs> myself. I'll be at Kings Island in Ohio. But uh, so yeah, everybody's taking some time off and traveling, and it's summertime and crazy schedule stuff going on. But hey, you're here, and because you're here, we're happy to be here. So thanks for tuning in tonight. Don't forget, you can find us um, on YouTube. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us in iTunes. You can find us in the Google Play Store. You can find us. Uh, on uh, what tune in radio uh, i think iheart radio uh, <laughs> soundcloud um i think uh, there's an aol chat room uh <laughs> I think on Genie, um <laughs> prodigy i think there's a prodigy uh, room you can find uh aol keyword uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh don't forget you can tweet at us at at CBCron or hashtag CBCron or hashtag Click Nation or uh, hashtag Comic Book Chronicles or you know, any of those things really will work. I mean, they'll find us one way or another. So, so don't don't get uh, too upset if if you don't know exactly if you can't think of the exact one, just kind of search around to what you think sounds kind of familiar because more than likely it will somehow find its way back to us. Righto. All right. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about before we started, uh, Agent Seventy, and that is what book we want to uh, talk about first. Usually, we plan this out in advance, right. so when the show starts, we can just roll right into it, and look all smooth and professional. Yeah, unfortunately, and, uh, we're scrambling to try to figure out how to get things to start correctly. Yeah, you and me are not the ones for being professional here. Apparently, <laughs> in this group. Oh, I just I'm gonna put a hat on, and cover up my bald spot. There you go. Oh, I disagree with that. So, um, we were discussing books though, and um. I don't know how many books you read this week. I read that, three. That actually, yeah, that came out. I have three that are actually from this week. Right. So I know that the one book I we definitely both read in common was Doctor Strange number 390, which is the swan song for Donny Cates on the Doctor Strange book. And I am so sad because I just realized with the whole damnation storyline mm-hmm. that uh, I was like, Oh, Donnie Cates, this name sounds familiar. 
oh, that's the guy who was writing Thanos. Exactly. I loved Thanos when he took over on that. I thought that was fantastic. He was writing Damnation. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I love this. So there's a new Doctor Strange. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pick that up. Doctor Strange, Donnie Cates is writing it. This is fantastic. This is his last issue. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep, yep. And what's funny is that this is definitely um, a, a fitting end to his run on this book because uh, there's been there have been a lot of fairly epic storylines in this book since Kate's took over in the wake of Jason Aaron's run on Doctor Strange. And as I was saying to Dirt off air, um, I definitely remember if we pulled the uh, the YouTube uh, archives. I believe Tim Dog and myself were not so keen on seeing Jason Aaron go from uh, Doctor Strange and seeing Donny Cates um, hop on. We knew Donny Cates. We've had him on the show, but um, we weren't sure what direction he would go in. But we definitely, as you know, as you can plainly tell from from our uh, glowing reviews of uh, uh, the Doctor Strange run that he's had, uh, we've definitely been you know pleased and 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 very much happy with what he's done. Well, and the thing is, like, uh, now that I know he had this run on Doctor Strange, I'm going to go back and read it. Um, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm the one guy. I'm not a huge fan of Jason Aaron. It's like, eh, you know, take it or leave it. Just right. kind of depends on what the storyline is. Sure. But, but in the past, you know, month or so, I've been actually going through. Like, what do I have that Donny Cates wrote? And like, well, you know, what else has he done? I've started reading stuff. I love his sense of humor. And he's done a lot of stuff that's really funny and really amusing, uh, you know, for me. So, so now, like having read this particular issue, which I just kind of picked up, you know, as a lark, really. Right. Um, I, this was great. Like, this is one of the best things. And the artwork in this book, um, who's Fraser. the artist? It's Fraser Irving. Fraser Irving, man, the facials. Yes, uh, that this guy does is hilarious. There's one that was a little off. I gotta, I, I, I gotta call him on this. There's one that was a little off, and well, let's talk about the story, and we'll okay. get actually the the facial expression that I was not happy with, which, uh, which is, you know, without spoiling everything that has happened in this run since since uh, PCN underscore Dirt's not all that familiar with it. Um, you know, Doctor Strange has had some you know serious ups and downs in Kate's run. And uh, he had a falling out with, uh, uh, you know, someone who's become a romantic interest that was introduced during Aaron's run. That is uh, Zelma Stanton. And, you know, basically we're dealing with, uh, you know, the aftermath of a lot of the stuff that's happening in Las Vegas with Damnation and the stories that were happening uh, just immediately prior in the Doctor Strange um, uh, book itself. So. You know, we're sort of dealing with like how those story, how how Zelma and uh, Doctor Strange's story gets wrapped up, and lo and behold, a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man shows up and mucks up the works, and it's just hysterical. But there's one facial expression uh, for Peter Parker that I'm looking at. I'm just like, that's not a real expression. That does not happen in real life. Okay, wait. I, I want to know because I'm afraid the one that you're saying you don't like is the one that you probably <laughs> love. Yeah. And that's that's going to be this one yes, right here. <laughs> See this this to me like sold me on it once I saw that because he shows up. I guess Doctor Strange is like running a veterinary clinic now. That was it. That was a subplot. Okay, so so Peter Parker shows up at the vet clinic and he has an actual spider, and so <laughs> he. Uh, He's like, well, I heard about the whole veterinarian thing where you do a thing where you're like, well, there's a spell where you and Doctor Strange is like, ah, do you want to talk to a spider, Peter? And Peter just gives him that face, <laughs> and then he's like, like, ah, yeah, I'd like to talk to a spider. And so then we have this nice two-page like Saturday morning cartoon spread of Peter Parker and an actual spider having this conversation. Right, Chip Zdarsky chips in on art on that, and it's hysterical. And, you know, this is like, this is a facial hair bros is what this is. Did you, were you, did you hate the facial hair bros or were you? I sort of, I sort of. Yeah. See, that's what I'm thinking here. Come on now. That was, that was brilliant with facial hair bros. And and this right here, this, this whole thing with Spider-Man was just phenomenal. Well, the, the way it wraps, the way this little uh, uh, kind of mini story wraps up where, Spidey is literally talking to the spider and it just wraps it ends on such a down note. It's so funny that and like, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out I'm, I'm gonna throw out a deep a deep cut here. Uh, uh a dank uh this spider the way 
It's Drawn mm-hmm. by Chip Zdarsky. Uh, it looks like MCP pants from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> if anyone remembers MCP pants, he was a, a giant spider trying to, oh. uh, or uh, he's trying to sell diet peer diet diet pills in a global pyramid scheme to get people to uh, be overactive, to run his drills, to bore into hell, so he can release demons to take over the world. Uh, yes, that was the story. Though. Get out, everybody. <laughs> and and that's who they've tapped into. I mean that the the spider looks like he's just missing a giant diaper. So oh, goodness. And yes, the giant diaper on the spider was part of MCP pants. So, um, right. Yeah, the, I mean this this book this is I, I don't. Where's Donny Cates going after this? Like I know they're they're throwing everybody around. They're mixing everything up. Do we know what book he's he's doing coming up? I I, I believe so. I believe it's actually a pretty big. Uh... It's it's a it's a pretty big assignment, if I'm not mistaken. It like it just it probably just like was on my mind earlier, and now we're both going to consult Google. Yeah, and I'm typing it in right now. <laughs> see what I can find here, and see what he's going to be working on. Uh, let's see, doing something. Okay, it's at Marvel. He's on, he's on Venom now. Well, yeah, yeah, and I I did like Venom. Um. And his venom will include Miles Morales. Ooh. Apparently so. Interesting. What else? What else is he doing? Because, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'm going to just start looking through stuff mm-hmm. whenever his name pops up. Like, I'll probably I'll go into the retailer services right. and start searching through and find whatever uh, he's got coming out next. And whatever it is, I'm just I'm signing up. Oh, well, Cosmic Ghost Rider, we know it's coming out. But. That's a spinoff from Thanos. Uh, oh, and Death of Inhumans. I guess so. I guess so. He's definitely busy, I know. So, All right, so Death of Inhumans, that's going to be a thing going on for a while, it looks like. Yeah, Cosmic Ghost Rider, I forgot about that. That's funny. So, all right. But anyway. so Yeah, so definitely, I'm, like I said, now I'm going to have to go back and find those uh, Doctor Strange issues and read through them. And I may even go full paper copy on those. Nice. I have full paper copy on these, so, but, uh, you know, I can tell you that, uh, it's definitely an interesting read. Uh, there's, uh, you know, some Asgardian stuff involved in this, you know, you may have been, uh, we may, uh, we may have rescheduled the show back to Thursdays and you may have started to hear some reviews about that story arc. Um, you know, when, uh, when Loki was involved. So, you know, I don't know how much of that you might remember. But uh, but anyway, this was a uh, a lot of fun. Spider Man is used to great comic effect, and this is already you know we led off with a potential click of the week candidate. So, all right. So, what do you got next? All right. So, let me hit a couple of books. I'm surprised you didn't get to one of the big number ones this week, which was Black Panther number one. I've not been reading Black Panther. Ah, okay. So, just very quickly, without spoiling too much, Tanasi Coates has um started a new volume of black Panther wherein um, we draw upon some of the stuff. I believe it was in Marvel legacy where we uh, saw uh, a hint of um, uh, a Wakandan colony in space. And I think this is drawing upon the, uh, I, I guess the, the idea that vibranium was a meteor and there is, you know, more vibranium out there somewhere. And this is where they send uh, Wakandans and the story kind of flows naturally from there and how these Wakandans kind of develop, um, evolve and deal with the other spacefaring races in the Marvel U. You know, so they've been in space for a while already. Yeah. This story seems to be set in the future or at least in the near future. So um, it's not uh, completely clear. I may have to do a little bit more of the uh, um, the reading of the. Um... Actually, wait, it's right there on the front page. Two thousand years ago, yeah. So this is going back a while. Okay. All right. Fair enough. This is going back a while. So, so that's the that's the gist of it. Without spoiling too much. So for. 2000 years they've been up in space and yet no time in the last 2000 years has anyone from earth 
ever bumped into them at any time anywhere out in space? I think they were further out, I guess. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Or, or they're, you know, space is vast. And, uh, you know, who knows how far vibranium actually traveled before it actually impacted the Earth, right? I don't know. You'd think there'd be a Nova or somebody who'd be on top of that. Listen, part of the Shi'ar Empire or something, you know? So, anyway, um, another book uh, that, you know, we're talking about the. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Before we move on, though, uh, let's just ask then, considering this is not necessarily a reboot of the franchise, but it is kind of, uh, you know, like a season two, so to speak, where things, you know, shift gears, does it still feel like it's connected or does it feel like it's a pretty much a clean break from the last series? I mean, is the entire, does it, cause it, I mean, being in space sounds completely different. So does this feel like it's a completely different thing? It does feel connected because at least there's hints of connectivity with the ending of the previous volume with familiar faces, which may or may not be the same. That's the kicker. We're not hundred percent sure yet. Okay. So it does feel like it's connected, but it definitely does. It also is definitely a a break and a new season with which seems like a new setting. Almost seems like new showrunners. You know, if you were going to use the TV um, uh, right. comparison, it almost feels like there's new showrunners, but it's the same writer. Hmm. Okay. All right. I was going to ask about did you did you read No, Ju- no Justice number three? I did read No Justice number three. Ah, see, we had a couple more books couple books in common this week so um tell me about their lighting christmas trees no i mean they're lighting because <laughs> that's what I, i'm like they're doing what they're lighting trees they're, well and it's it's weird because they're like restarting them like they're an engine yeah but so they're they trees have, they have to jump start these magical trees oh, on a technology planet All right. uh, yeah, okay so this i i, I will admit I liked this issue better than the last one because this one at least felt like they were doing something. Yeah. We got some progress going forward and we did get some interesting standoffs and we know we we now feel like there's, um, uh, I don't want to say like a countdown, but there's definitely like something pressing down on them. Like now we have to get to action. Like Mm -hmm. before it was just like, okay, there's this threat. It's, Big stuff, it's out there, whatever, we got to take care of it. And now it's like, okay, time is now running out. Great. Time to get serious and jump in there. Agreed. So I I at least appreciate it for that. But it's still one of those things where I'm getting to the end of it, and I'm still kind of going like, okay, so I just read this whole thing, and I'm not 100% sure. I'm like maybe 75 80% sure of what's going on in this story. But there's a lot that it just feels like – it just leaps. Yeah. Like it just says, oh, there's there's a seed. And then they just kind of move on. And you're just supposed to be like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, the seed's important. Sure. I'm, oh, right. Uh, and it really doesn't seem like it explains a lot of the stuff really well. So you just have to just buy into it. You either buy into it or you don't. Right. And they try to, you know, they try to make the villains uh, uh, useful. You know, there's an exchange between Harley Quinn and Cyborg. You have to think out of the box. Uh, <laughs> I am not a fan. And 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 it's like you're right. I can do this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, come on. Why don't you just plug the tree in and it'll light up? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. And the other thing is, the art felt a little consistent, inconsistent through this book. Right, it's split up between two artists. Um, and it was enough that it it stood out. And there there were a couple places where the faces just looked kind of weird. Yeah, cartoon. Um, yeah, yeah, it was like over um, mangaed a bit. Yeah. Um, and then you get to this other style, and this other style is just kind of a clean, basic, you know, standard. Hero, yeah. uh, and, and I think I probably enjoyed that that part more when the art changed. Yeah, um, I'm 100% sure. I recognized one name, Marcus Toe, and I think Marcus Toe has a pretty standard superhero uh, style. And I, it might, you know, it might be the other artist, uh, Rossmo. Rossmo, who, and if we Google him, we will see what his art style is, and that's probably the, uh, the jarring difference between the two. Yeah. Um, and it still felt like it was uh, a little too dialogue heavy, where there's a lot of words being said and very little actually being communicated. 
um, throughout this book. But isn't this a short miniseries, like a four-issue miniseries? Like it's a yeah, oh yeah, this ends next month or right. two weeks or whatever when it comes out. So they're using all that exposition and 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 word balloons to to explain why on earth we're supposed to care about lighting trees. And I've, I I kind of felt like bogged down trying to figure out what they're doing too. And and it it the other thing is it feels like the trees are really a MacGuffin. Like they're just kind of there as a way, like this is what you focus on because here's this tree of wonder and you got to do something with this tree of wonder. But the actual tree of wonder and its story and its history and whatever it actually does doesn't really matter. Right. It's only there because that's what the Omega Celestials, whatever they're called. <laughs> what are they? That, that's what they're, you know, coming after. So, are, yeah. The, uh, what are they? I know they're the Omega. I'm looking. Yeah, I don't know. This and Avengers at the same time really causes a problem. Yeah, seriously. Omega Titans. Omega they're Titans. Titans. There we go. Oh, gosh. Which is a really bad name for the villains because I'm thinking we've, we've got the, the Teen Titans, the Titans, and the Omega Titans. Right. And one of those is a villain team. Right. And then there's always the Titans of Myth, you know, if they ever have to deal with the Olympians, right? Right. So, you know, Titans, Titans, Titans. So, like I said, I still enjoyed it more than last issue because, like I said, it does feel like it's now pushing the story towards something. Mm -hmm. But I'm still not 100% sold on this. Series. What I was going to say is, you know, uh, uh, you've heard my, 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 uh, my spiel on this, and I think you probably have similar feelings. The reason why, as, as kids, we picked up books like Justice League or Avengers was so that we would be able to see, you know, multiple heroes working together on a, you know, as a team. Um, as opposed to kind of having to pick up like three or four individual books, right? Right. And if you're looking for that, if you're looking for your fix, you can still get it here, but it's just not that convincing a story right now. Maybe it'll read better, you know, as a collected set. I don't know. But it seems like it's a little too all over. It's a little bit, you know, forget contrived. We already know it's contrived, but... <laughs> No, it's just well, but, but the problem is it feels like it's contrived. And there's a difference between, I mean, obviously a writer structures a story and puts it together. Right. But it should feel like an organic flow from, from some other stuff that's happening in the DC universe. And as the characters work their way through it, it should feel like they're in this event, but they're all true to themselves as they work through it. And this feels so much more like cutscenes in a video game. Yeah where they're just kind of thrown together and you get some dialogue just to move to something else that they have to, to bash or they have to light or they have to set on fire or whatever it is with these things. Agreed. Agreed. Although it was nice, you know, spoiler alert, I'm going to ring the bell because this is this week's book. It was kind of cool to see what Starro did. Oh, yeah. You know, like... <laughs> You don't realize that's, that that Starro is speaking like a punk. I, I'm like, has Starro always been, you know, characterized that way? Well, from what I remember, there there's actually like a race of those things, and oh. so the Starro you get is not always the Starro that was there before. Like oh. every so often, they lash out, but I think they all just have the same name because that's what okay. their race all is, Star whatever. Conquerors, okay. Maybe I, I don't like, and, and again, this is New Fifty Two and everything, so who knows what's right. different this time around, but. Um, but yeah, I think there's been more than one mind controlling starfish attacking earth in the past. Okay. All right. Well, you know, interestingly enough, you know, I like the maneuver and I like the, the dialogue that Starro has and that's what was jarring to me. I thought, well, has Starro always been, you know, characterized like this? Have I not been, you know, reading this? I, 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 I'm, I don't know if I've ever read an issue where I've, I, I read Starro's dialogue. Or have I always thought that he talked like Shuma Gorath in the Marvel Comics, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom games, you know? Yeah, I think he's usually much more of a megalomaniac type of voice. Whereas this is much more, like you said, a punk. This is, yeah. this is more of a... Of just a kid with an attitude and a YouTube channel. Sure, sure. So. All right. Um, what's your third book? Unless you want me to go through like the other ones. Uh, no, okay. So my my the last one I have is Flash Forty Seven. Okay. Um, and I was actually it's funny because um, the the story where I used to work, I was in there talking to the owner the other day, and we were talking about you know a lot of the books on the stands, and uh, he was talking about Flash and how a year ago 
Slash was like a hot selling book. Mm-hmm. Um, and nowadays it isn't. And it's really dropped off uh, kind of dramatically. And he said that. And immediately that made sense to me because of what's happening right now in the book. Flash is so interwoven with its own mythology right now. Okay. If you have not at least been somewhat familiar with the Flash books since the 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 post crisis uh, on Infinite Earths, mm-hmm. um, then there's a lot of stuff you're missing. Okay, because this goes back to pre Flashpoint, to pre Zero Hour, to you know, uh, back in 86, 87 stuff that was going on. And, and it's talking about stuff that happened in 93. And it's talking about stuff that happened 10 years ago. And, and, and everything's interwoven and intermixed. And Wally West from the old um, timeline, the old universe, the old DC Comics uh, publishing lineup, he has returned and he's remembering things from before, which makes it really interesting if you've read all this stuff. Right. But if you're someone who's never really gotten into Flash before, or you know, you just know like him from the Wally, movies, the cartoon. Yeah, when Wally was a Titan, you remember Linda Park, you remember Impulse, and all that stuff. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, and and even Impulse, and I think uh, there's a statue of Johnny Quick uh, that they show off at one point, and uh, you know, some some of these other characters. Um, so, if you're not familiar with Flash, you know, pretty deeply, then you have really no idea what's going on. But if you are a gigantic nerd like some of us are and you are familiar with all this stuff it's great okay. um so it's it's really it's it's the worst for bringing in new readers and it's a terrible jumping on point there's really no point in the last like year or so like if you tried to jump on with the button you were probably okay for a couple months but right. then it just started getting so much deeper into this stuff that you probably just couldn't follow it I so it's I remember the last issue of flash that i read uh, at least in the regular ongoing he was dealing with like the reverse speed force or something like that or the dark speed force right yeah 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 that was a couple months ago yeah yeah so so it's gotten worse since then it, it's gotten well again it's gotten denser since denser. Then. I understand. it's gotten deeper since then so um yeah there really is like uh I, I went to a comic comic show this weekend uh there was a small local uh comic comic buying selling trading you know show right. going on and I was digging through boxes of old back issues. And there's an old uh, Flash, I think it was Flash Quarterly from like 1994, 95, uh, where you see like the whole Speed Force family, uh, you know, running up like the side of a building. And I was looking at it going, this ties in to what's being read or what's going on in Flash right now. And if you haven't read this, you know, it kind of hurts your ability to understand what's going on in Flash um, because it is so deep and so dense with all the mythology. So, again, rewarding if you've read all that stuff. Right. But if you're not familiar, this is like the absolute worst time to try to be reading Flash. Gotcha. 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 So I'm, I am hoping, as much as I like it, I'm hoping that it wraps up fairly quickly and then it can go back to getting into a point where a new reader could come in and pick it up and be comfortable. Gotcha. All right, so um, I'm going to rapid fire through the rest of my books so that we can get to clicks of the week. Okay. So I'm going to spin up the Vulcan. All righty. So first up is Champions number 20. Um, This book is a little bit off schedule uh, because it took me a second to figure out um, what had happened uh, uh, in the last issue. So it's like a little it's like a week or two late but uh, ultimately um we pick up right where we left off with the champions in um the arctic dealing with um uh, uh disturbance in the polar ice caps and uh they're surprised to see the master of the world i believe his name is you know one of those kind of corny uh named uh, uh super villains up there and it seems like he's actually on the force uh, he's actually on the side of the angels this time where uh, he's trying to uh he or at least he he alleges that he's trying to save the uh, polar ice caps and the and the um and the permafrost and the ice shelf but uh obviously that not, you know it's not everything is not as it seems and uh you know we have it to be continued and possibly have a new character being introduced new hero being introduced through these pages uh through the story arc uh let's see incredible hulk number 717 this is the final issue of world war hulk 2 it is pretty much the final issue of amadeus cho as a totally awesome hulk um 
basically we re- resolve the issues of um, the uh, the dark Hulk side of uh, Amadeus's personality taking over. Amadeus ultimately wins out. And um, we have a new status quo for Amadeus because what's teased in um, upcoming solicits for champions and what we find at the end of this Incredible Hulk issue is, spoiler alert, kind of a Hulk light. You know, it's a totally awesome Hulk light. He's slimmed down. We have not, you know, we obviously don't know what the extent of the the slimming down will have on... um, you know, his strength level and whatnot, but, uh, you know, we'll see in future issues of champions, uh, invincible Iron Man number 600. So this issue is all over the freaking place. Um, it's Bendis's last issue on, uh, uh, invincible Iron Man. And he, uh, fun, uh, strangely enough. And that's a pun that's really intended. If you've seen some of the, uh, the articles dirt about the book, no, no, huh? Okay, so I'm. Uh, were you intending to read this? Uh, no. Okay, so I'll spoil it. The hell. <laughs> so it's online, right? So ultimately, like I said, it's 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 a, the the issue is a little all over the place. While Bendis is sort of wrapping up um, the most recent storyline involving the adopt the um the 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 biological parents of Tony Stark, um, also dealing with some of um. The, uh, the the developments uh, involving one, um, I'll, I'll really spoil it well for this part. Some developments, some some of the, some developments regarding one um, Leonardo da Vinci. You know, speaking of Shield, the last issue of which I did not read this week, and I'm kind of kicking myself, but it looks dense as hell. So I'm gonna have to sit down and give some dedicated time to it. You know, seven years in the making here, people from Hickman and Dustin Weaver. But uh, anyway, speaking of Leonardo da Vinci, he plays a role in this uh, issue, uh, Invincible Iron Man number 600. And, uh, you know, there's a setup here for the uh, the, the status quo, the new status quo for uh, Ironheart slash Riri Williams and one Miles Morales, uh, uh, interestingly enough. That's also set up here. So uh, when I said this book was all over the place, I've meant it. Um, it, you know, it definitely is Bendis's kind of, uh, uh, going away party where he wraps up a couple of things and also opens up, uh, one particular path, which is, uh, I rang the spoiler bell already. So, um, you're forewarned, which is, uh, Tony Stark as Sorcerer Supreme. Which was something that was in the, um, infamous Iron Man, there, Dr. Doom book. Yeah. There you go. So, that is something that is uh, touched upon at the very end of this issue. So, um, you know, that has been this uh, leaving uh, kind of a parting gift for the incoming uh, uh, creative teams. And finally, let's see here. X-Men Gold number five. This is, strangely enough, a fun read for X-Men Gold. X-Men Gold has been kind of dragging lately because it's uh, working under the weight of the, uh, the wedding between Colossus and Kitty Pride. But this issue um, read a lot like a classic uh, uh, Uncanny X-Men story. There's plenty of action. There's plenty of anti-mutant hate and hysteria going on. There's lots of uh, modernized Sentinels going on. Um, and believe it or not, just as predicted by one at TimDog98, the legacy virus uh, may become uh, a factor uh, in the very near future. So um, this is actually a pretty entertaining issue. Uh, if you're looking to pick up any X-Men uh, book, I definitely recommend Red, but Gold is uh, second in that regard. And Blue is a distant, distant, distant third? Distant, 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 <laughs> distant third. So that is that for my books. Let's see if um, Tim Dog or Roddy put anything onto the sheet and they have not told oh, well roddy obviously did so let's go through roddy's books real quick um he had thoughts on dr strange number 390 uh he liked uh, he liked it and he liked uh bats and spider-man's interaction it's probably worth the click of the week alone 
<laughs> he also said there's some weird looking but fun art in this issue. I bet you he was looking at that same panel. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that panel is gold. <laughs> so, and he liked that it was a touching send off for the creative team. Uh, he also thought about Black Panther number one. He was first thinking Die Hard with a bit of Black Bolt. Yeah, he's curious to see where this goes. Um, Star Wars annual number four. Pod racing with a Skywalker at the helm. A set of Sith lightsabers and Vader involvement equals Sana Staros and Luke team up. Not really. And uh, clearly this will come up again. Um, again with the star stuff. Star Trek the uh, next generation through the mirror number four. The mirror universe Picard's plan is revealed. Two universes collide. Meanwhile, months earlier, Mirror Universe Data gathers the seed for said plan. And finally, uh, Roddy left a note about Skyward number two. To help her father, Willa goes down to the streets and gets in a little over her head and leads it back to her father. So, it seems like Roddy may have left a hint of what his click of the week might be. Although he did not put one into the sheet. So, I guess we're at clicks of the week time. Here it comes. PZN underscore dirt. What is your pick for a click of the week? Well, considering, you know, I have a, a, only a few choices to pick from, it's actually pretty easy yep. for me to pick. And that's got to be Dr. Strange. I second that. That was the most fantastic thing that I've read. And it's actually <laughs> one of those things. It's like we talked about it and I want to read it again. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and reading reading uh, uh Roddy Cat's notes on it made me want to read it again too. So um I, I second that. I hesitate to throw Roddy's into Roddy's uh choice in there. Uh we'll let him put that in and maybe tweet that out later on. Uh same thing with uh Tim Dog. He hasn't uh, updated uh for this week, but those are our clicks of the week. So um I guess I'm going to read, uh, I guess I can bid adieu to uh, PCN underscore dirt and read our first ad. I'm going to rapid fire the news. Okay. Well then thanks for having me. <laughs> great to be here. Take it easy. Dirt. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yep. So uh, enjoy the vacation time. Enjoy uh, getting away from it all for a little while. At least. And, and shout out to uh, Columbus crew. I'll be seeing you guys taking on Toronto. <laughs> all right. With the sports ball. <laughs> Take it easy, dude. And welcome back to the Click Nation's Compa Chronicles. Um, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty there. This is the uh, second part of episode 265 of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. And uh, I'm going to read our first ad for the night because uh, this is a continuation of our first episode where we have already been on for about an hour. Uh, help keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, or apparel. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment that helps us keep the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through cspn.us. Do it today. And now, as I fly solo, we head into the news. <laughs> So as I pull up my spreadsheet for the news in cinematic news, uh, solo writer, Jonathan Kasdan says Lando Calrissian is pansexual. So when it comes to Lando, it would seem that his smoothness is not limited to just one sex. One of the writers of solo, a star Wars story recently said that the gambling scoundrel played by Donald Glover is pansexual, meaning that he's not limited in his sexual choices by things such as gender or gender identity. Good for him. Um, there's a report that Daredevil season three finds the mark with bullseye casting. So um, Wilson Bethel was added to season three of Daredevil in what was called a critical role. And a new report has come out claiming that actor will portray the mercenary villain bullseye. Punisher season two set video confirms spoilers return. So uh, one 
uh, major villain of the uh, in the Punisher universe is set to return. Uh, he was not dead uh, at the end of the uh, end of the uh, Punisher season, and we are referring to one um, Jigsaw, uh, known in the show as uh, Billy Russo. So. That is, um, you know, not unexpected because, you know, thankfully that was a villain that did not die at the end of the series. So, uh, spoiler alert, mild, mild spoiler alert. The movie's been out for a few weeks now. Fans are still reeling from the end of Avengers Infinity War when uh, Thanos uh, basically, uh, you know, did the deed that was in the Infinity Gauntlet uh, at the beginning of the Infinity Gauntlet uh, uh, comic book series. So uh, apparently um, Sebastian Stan uh, found out about it, not through the script, but from the uh, the stuntman that plays, uh, that portrays uh, Bucky on screen. That must have been pretty... Uh, Pretty interesting. Uh, in Deadpool 2, um, Negasonic Warhead's girlfriend isn't who you thought she was. So I haven't seen the movie yet. This is spoilers for me, too. Apparently, there is an LGBTQ relationship here. So uh, good for Negasonic Warhead. Tom Holland responds to Stanley's Spider Man comments. So apparently, Stanley. God bless you, Stan. But, you know, hopefully you're uh, being well taken care of now. Um, old Stan is uh, 95 years old now. Um, and he expressed that uh, Tom Holland is a great Spider-Man. And uh, Tom Holland uh, wrote on, uh, I guess, social media that uh, he's very thankful for that. And uh, he uh, threw some uh, accolades towards uh, in, in Stan's direction. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is in talks for uh, Spider-Man Homecoming 2 villain role, and uh, that villain role may very well be Mysterio. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, there's a rumor that Donald Glover of uh, Solo fame um, is now in informal talks to play Black Panther 2's villain, or at least one of the villains. So there is a new Thundercats cartoon. Um, apparently it's a very, very, very uh, different looking from what you are accustomed to. There is a She-Ra reboot uh, that is uh, debuting. Um, and there's a first shadowy look at the new Princess of Power um, who's going to be coming to Netflix soon. Um, and there's a shadow, there is a shadowy preview of it. And, um, the new reboot will be called She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. And it's helmed by Lumberjanes co-creator, Noelle Stevenson. Interesting. I'd like to see where that goes. Chris Pratt's Cowboy Ninja Viking adds nonstop Wrath of the Titans writer, uh, writers. Uh, apparently the writers of these movies are contributing to this Chris Pratt vehicle called Cowboy Ninja Viking, who is a man that contains three distinct personas, making him an unstoppable assassin. What five-year-old's fever dream was that? Anyway. Ooh, there's a John Wick 3 teaser trailer. And it releases in exactly uh, the movie itself releases in exactly one year. I think it's time for me to watch this trailer. Uh, apparently, there are two characters that are being introduced: uh, Zero and TikTok Man. Um, they apparently are in the first teaser, so uh, it's time for me to go watch that teaser. Arrow season seven will debut the most important Green Arrow character of all, the goatee. Holy cow. He's actually going to grow it now. Stephen Amell is going to be growing the Green Arrow goatee. It's about bloody time. 
there is a rumor out there that Supergirl season four casting has teased the CW's first transgender superhero. All righty. Speaking of DC's television, Krypton has been renewed for season two. Thank Rao. There is a first look of DC superhero girls, a redesign for upcoming car- for the upcoming cartoon. For uh, oh, it's coming soon. DC superhero girls will be coming soon to Cartoon Network. Uh, there's some news about the Flash solo movie, which has been, you know, kind of an on again, off again project. I'm not 100% sure where they are in production at this point. But apparently, Kiersey Clemens has confirmed that she is playing Iris West in the movie. Finally, in cinematic news, John Wick's director is going to adapt Images Book Analog, a book by Jerry Duggan and David O'Sullivan. Um, Analog is a dystopian tale uh, set in a new future where privacy and security on the internet have been completely compromised and secrets are now transported by hand through armed couriers. So um, there's a, a, an interesting story of involving a courier as he finds himself the target of white nationalists, organized crime, and the NSA in a globe-spanning tale full of bone-crunching action. So uh, that sounds like something to uh, pick up on the stands or uh, digitally via comicsology. So... Uh, Good for them. We transition over to Oh, by the way, um, solicitations for the month of August 2018 have been released. Make sure you stay on top of these and get your orders into your uh, local comic shop so that they know how to order for the books being released in August. It's important. It's far more important than you think. In comic news, um, what's old is new again. Marvel is relaunching West Coast Avengers, and it's definitely going to involve two Hawkeyes, but a whole host of other characters. Um, I kind of missed that initial, uh, that the, the first run of West Coast Avengers. I, I'm thinking of the first cover where there were... Uh, boxes with you know like with the heads of the candidate pictures of the candidates um headshots of the candidates for the west coast team uh everyone including uh rom space knight was there so that was pretty interesting and it's nice to see that um some characters who have uh had their series canceled as much as i'm not a fan of gwenpool it's nice to see that uh, she's found a home uh on the west coast avengers team so um you know, for fans of uh, Gwenpool, shout out to William Bruce West. Uh, you may want to take a look at the uh, West Coast Avengers book as it comes out. I believe it's going to be out. Uh, doesn't say in our notes when this is going to be released, but be on the lookout for it soon. And you know, Marvel couldn't uh, couldn't let um, the whole no event thing go for too much longer. Spider Geddon is coming to the Marvel Universe in late 2018. So, you know, as as Roddy's quick to mention, as if the Marvel Universe didn't have enough to worry about with Thanos running around and Requiem and Infinity Wars, there's a Spider-Man event going on in the fall. That is Spider Geddon. Spider Geddon is nigh. Um, this will be related to the uh, previous Spider. Uh, Spider-centric uh, crossover event, which was Spider-Verse. And I remember Spider-Verse fondly. So um, with any hope, Spider-Geddon will, uh, will be just as good and won't disappoint. Marvel Powers United VR is still headed to Oculus this year. So apparently this is still a thing. Um... You know, VR apparently still hasn't, uh, you know, hasn't uh, gone the way of the Dodo. And uh, Marvel is developing this for uh, Oculus headsets. Uh, The Scarlet Spider artist shares old man Peter Parker pitch rejected by Marvel. So uh, the Ben Riley Scarlet Spider artist Andre Lima Arroyo 
has shared a rejected Marvel pitch he dubbed Old Man Peter Parker. And I guess you can find that online. Uh, it's an interesting pitch. That might be recycled at some point. Uh, Marvel just quietly announced uh, Wolverine's new series. This actually dropped in the solicitations for um, August Hunt for Wolverine Dead Ends one-shot. So uh, in the language of the solicitation, it's revealed that Wolverine will be getting a new series very, very shortly. And we're talking about old-school James Howlett slash Logan slash Wolverine. The cable book is ending in July. The ongoing cable series will come to an end with July's 159. Co-writer Zach Thompson confirmed the cancellation via Twitter. And um, he, uh, Zach Thompson, that is, um, has confirmed that co-writer Lon, that he and co-writer Lonnie Nadler are bringing back um Oh, they're actually working on an Edge of Spider-Geddon miniseries, so they're not going away. So their work will be uh, heard and read. Storm gets a new costume and joins a new X-Team. So Storm is uh, switching teams and is joining the lineup of heroes in X-Men Red number seven. That's good. All right. Disney has announced Star Wars theme parks opening dates. Uh, after years of development, Star Wars fans will finally be able to visit their favorite far, far away galaxy at Disney resorts. Um, announced by Disney with a teaser video, the Star Wars themed Disney resort expansion has been officially named Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. The Star Wars theme park will first open to the public at the Disneyland Resort in California in summer 2019, then at the Disney World Resort Park in Florida in fall 2019. Seriously, folks, that's not all that far away. Mark Millar explains how that Millar World crossover could happen. Uh, so the writer, Mark Millar, um, is talking about... Um, Hmm. Not sure how this crossover. Uh, um. Oh, he wants to cross over some of his old Molar World properties and big events. He's busy in the, on the film side. He's got a Netflix deal going with his uh, Molar World stuff, but uh, um, he still wants to uh, kind of do you know, kind of work uh, big crossover stuff with the comics. Harley Quinn's co-creator is given the perfect explanation for her costume change. Okay, so she's changed her costume. Where is the right sound effect for this? I'm looking for it, working for it. Here we go. I know PCN Underscore cares a lot about this. You know, come on, PCN Underscore Dirt. You care a lot about Harley Quinn's costume change. Some sad news, although um, not unexpected, according to the uh, creators. Mech Cadet U has been set to end, and Greg Pak and uh, Tak Miyazawa spoke about the bittersweet finale. Um, when Mech Cadet U launched last year from writer Greg Pak and uh, artist Greg Pak and uh, artist Takeshi Miyazawa, the duo spoke about their previous collaborations, like creating Amadeus Cho and their childhood love of giant robot stories. So um, the book is uh, a lot of fun. I love it. So, um, you know, it's sad that it's coming to an end, but at the same time, uh, my understanding is that Pac uh, told the story he wanted to tell and was given just enough room by Boom Studios to tell it. So uh, good on them. Mastodon co-founder belts out Dark Knight's metal-inspired solo track. So apparently this is a metal music group called Mastodon, and Bran Daler is their uh, lead singer. And uh, he's got a solo track inspired by DC Comics' Dark Knight's metal. It's, uh, the song takes its name from the alt-universe Batman who took the powers 
of his universe's Flash and renamed himself the Red Death and became part of Barbatos's Nightmare Batman um, group. Daylor released the song this week in what DC frames as his first collaboration with the publisher. Okay. Uh, welcome back, Super Sons. The title is returning in August. Look at that. So DC Comics is launching an, uh, an Adventures of the Super Sons 12-issue maxi-series this August. Good for them. Announced by uh, DC Entertainment's director of publicity, Michael Schelling, on his personal Twitter account, Adventures of the Super Sons will be written by Peter Tomasi, who wrote the Rebirth Era Super Sons series. That's great. Um, and it's uh, set, which is actually set to end in a week with issue number uh, 16. So... While that series was confirmed to be canceled back in February 2018, um, Tomasi was quick to point out back then that it's not being canceled for bad sales. So there are plans afoot to, uh, you know, make sure that the uh, Super Sons, the, the title lives. So um, the artist has not yet been announced for the book. Kelly Jones, he of the dramatic art, is returning to Batman with the, you know, with the super long bat ears. Um, with Kings of Fear. So former Batman editor Scott Peterson and Batman artist Kelly Jones are reuniting for a new miniseries launching in August called Batman Kings of Fear. So, uh, you know, if you're interested in uh, kind of, a, I guess, a horror uh, take on Batman, give that a shot. Justice League Odyssey will feature the return of Legion to the DCU. As seen in the final pages of last week's Justice League No Justice Number 2, um, Vril Dox has made his DC Rebirth debut. So it sounds like Justice League Odyssey has big plans for the leader of Legion. So we will see um, how Vril Dox eventually runs into his uh, allies in Legion. And uh, Scott Snyder says, keep an eye on uh, Justice League Odyssey, the upcoming Justice League Odyssey, to see where that goes. Stan Sakai wins Joe Q, the Joe Kubert Distinguished Storyteller Award. So the first Joe Kubert Distinguished Storyteller Award was given at Comic-Con Revolution to Stan Sakai. You know him from his work on Usagi Yojimbo. The book has been in production since roughly 1984, uh, which is now fast approaching a 35th anniversary. So congratulations to Stan on that award. And uh, you can uh, follow the link in our show notes to see what's next for Comixology Originals. So I guess that's what the big announcement was with the, uh, with the, uh, the, the image of uh, the image with the shadows and profiles and whatnot. And that takes care of this week's news. We wrap this segment with our second ad read of the night. And that ad read is for Blue Apron. Blue Apron's meal delivery service sends you fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Always shipped free right to your home. And now, the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us, that's cspn.us, then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us do it today looking for the cash register and with that we wrap episode 265 of the click nations compo chronicles this has been at agent underscore 70 who you can find me on twitter and instagram at at agent underscore 70 underscore 70 um you can find pcn underscore dirt at at pcn underscore dirt and at pop culture net on twitter uh you can go to his various websites uh popculturenetwork.com and www.ineedcomics.com you can find our man at timdog98 congratulations again to him and his family 
Um, you can find him at CBCron and at uh, TimDOGG98 and at the Click Nation. And you can uh, visit the website at uh, www.theclicknation.com. You can find Roddy Cat at, at Roddy Cat and at News Nerds Need on Twitter. You can find Roddy Cat also on Instagram running the CB Caps uh, handle at, uh, at CB Caps. Once again, this has been at Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. I'm trying to figure out what I can play to uh, lead us out, but I don't think I'm going to have anything. So um, let's just stick to the old school sound effects. This is at Agent underscore 70. This was the Click Nation's Compo Chronicles, and we are signing off. Peace. <laughs>